Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today's episode, we're talking about some of the more hidden things at Disney. Yes, things that are not in plain sight. Yeah, it's kind of like, I feel like, I don't know, maybe like a year or two ago, it was really big on the internet, like the iceberg of like fandoms. Not like an actual iceberg, but like how, you know how iceberg, like, you can just see a portion of it, but underneath the surface, there's like a much larger hunk of ice, for lack of a better word. And people did this with like different fandoms. And Submerged, so, but yeah. like beneath the surface. Yeah, so it's like, hey, I'm a runner, but under running is trail Don't, running. Do you do you really want to yeah, start yeah. talking about running yeah, please right tell now? Me what, what is under running? You're going to get me off on a tangent. Well, it works out because... <laughs> We're actually recording this early because we're going to be at Disneyland for the Disneyland Half Marathon, which happened, if when you're watching this, happened in the past, so time travel. <laughs> so we're ahead. So, so running kind of fits in. So yeah, like an iceberg of running. So was, under running, what we have, trail running, ultra running. Um, marathon running. Yeah, I mean, there's go. road running. Um, beep, beep. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, so you have different styles. And I mean, like, there's different blankets. Like with marathon running, you're... Sp- you're running really fast the whole time if you're, no. you're competitive. If you're if you're like a competitive person, not yeah. me. Oh, right, right, right. I'm jogging. But if you're trail running, you know, if you yeah, get you to a big slower. hill, you yeah. might we might walk and hike. And ultra runners do a lot of. I see. I told you Thank you're gonna you get me off topic. The iceberg. Thank you for beautifully illustrating it. I mean, so, I would love to have a a running podcast as well. So. So this is kind of like the Disney iceberg. So it's hidden stuff. So maybe you go to the parks. You're a fan. I've been to Disneyland. I've been to Disney World. I know it's a small world. I know Pirates of the Caribbean. There's so much more surface hidden stuff. level. Yeah, stuff. exactly. There's so much more hidden stuff past that. And so we thought we would highlight like some of our favorite things in the parks, kind of in the fandom as a whole, some specific attractions. We thought we'd talk through that. So as I mentioned, we're pre-recording this. No Disney news this week um, because we're recording this ahead of time. But do want to mention again, uh, we are on YouTube. So if you want to see this and not just hear us, if you just listen to us on Spotify or Apple, wherever you get your podcast, you can head over, look for Enchanted Ears Podcast over on YouTube. Um, we are recording all of these and putting them up on YouTube. All right, so let's jump into this some of like our favorite hidden lesser known things um, at Disney. So I'm going to start with one of my favorite and it's a personal favorite because Angela did not believe that this existed. (laughs) And I think that's why I love it so much, even though we have never actually done this. No, we um, haven't. But you, when I told you about this and so I'm talking about the (laughs) Amphicar at the boathouse at Disney Springs and we were out there and I'm like, watch this car's gonna go in the water and you're like no it's not like it's just like a photo op thing and i'm like no let's just stand here for a minute it's gonna go uh, in the water and then it did and your mind was blown and you're like i had no idea cars <laughs> did that and i feel like a lot of people probably well, don't know i was gonna say most cars don't do that yeah this is, which the, is why this is interesting yeah this is the only car that does it but it's at the boathouse at disney Springs. so if you've ever eaten at the boathouse you may or may not have seen these very cars. delicious uh, yeah it's a great place to go eat good rolls yeah that's, I, a, that's a good point point. and i'm not a, i mean i like bread but if i recommend bread you know it's good well the thing too is if you go and eat at the boathouse you get a 25 dollar discount to ride the yep. amphicar mm-hmm. um but 
I looked a little bit of the history up of this car because I was like, where like, where is this from? Like, is this because a real car? There are people who privately own these yeah, cars. Yeah, they're as real well. cars. This isn't just something that Disney had. So it debuted on April first. So it, like, even its debut <laughs> was a joke. Day. Yeah, nineteen sixty one at the New York Auto Show. It was sold between nineteen sixty one and nineteen sixty eight, and they sold about thirty nine hundred. Um, only a few hundred of them remain. Now, according to allears.net, it gets 32 miles to the gallon on the road, which is pretty good, I feel like, for a car that was built in the 1960s, um, but only 1.5 miles per gallon as a boat. Um, and then it's debuted in 2015 at the Boathouse, and apparently Disney did like a lot of like rework on it to increase like the safety and reliability of it, because that was one of the issues with these. It's like, okay, if you're going from the road to the water like you obviously have rust issues and you got to make sure like they were watertight but over time i'm sure like that went away and just like general safety issues so disney kind of modified them to be able to like use them as frequently as they do but this was, was a legit car that was sold that you could take from the water to the road and, and vice versa um so it's a cool piece of history and it fits in well with a boathouse because the boathouse is kind of all themed around cars and boats and stuff like that. And it just ties in so well. Yeah. And I mean, as long as you have like, you know, $165,000, you could maybe buy your own. Is that what they cost? That is the highest recorded sale for a 1964 Amphicar. Um, and that was on April 15th, 2023. Oh, so pretty recent. So, but my question was, and this is why I kind of stumbled across that is how much did these originally cost? Like in the 1960s when they originally debuted, how much were yeah, they? Because I, I mean, it's, it's in between a car and a boat. So I would imagine it's a luxury item. They yeah, had I, to be expensive. I think I looked it up. I don't think it was like that unreasonable. And again, it's hard because like, okay, you could say 1960, it was like $4,000 and we think, oh, that's nothing. But really in today's money, like it's a lot more, but I don't think it was anything like too crazy, like expensive i think they had high hopes for selling these but obviously they never like sold a ton because how many people want to like drive their car into a lake like I, you know I, I don't know it just seems like a weird thing to like want to buy yeah it's very niche like you have to live near a body of water you have to be willing to also take your car into the water and i imagine like also you know there's maybe like seaweed and things oh yeah you have to like yeah you have to wash and it could get like caught in the mechanisms of like the bottom of your car and probably cause problems i don't i don't really know so i'd imagine these didn't run super great so don't buy one long time just go to disney springs and ride in one yeah so that's one of the more obvious ones (laughs) because like if if you do go to disney springs like you can see it but i don't feel like it's super obvious because again you didn't know it was yeah, there. Like you can quickly walk past it if you're not really paying attention. If it's crowded, <laughs> if there's not people like standing there watching it, you can definitely miss this. Well, there's a lot of restaurants down there, and again, sometimes it gets a little overwhelming of where do you want to eat, and so it's very easy to miss places that you are not familiar with. And you're just focused on, I'm going to Gideon's because Gideon's is right around the corner. And it's like, all you can see is the cookies, you know, like or maybe you've, you get tunnel vision or, or maybe you're not interested in the boathouse's menu and you're like, so yeah, you, just you, you just completely glaze That's what I'm over saying. Like you you, Sometimes you're just walking like, you know where you're going. Right. You're going to the world of Disney. You're, you're going to Lego store and like, you're not even paying attention. So, right. so you can kind of miss it, but it's awesome. If you've not seen it, like, 
next time you're at Disney Springs, definitely stop down and, and check it out. Right. One of my next favorite things about Disney, one of the hidden things at Disney, is over in Epcot, you can go and see Beverly. Meaning... You Not can... see Beverly. <laughs> well, she has a, a person name. So, yeah, it's a drink. It is a drink. So you can go and uh, you can go to... It's like a... It's Coca-Cola. It's the world, it's run... of, it's the world of Coca-Cola. Yeah, it's run by yeah. Coca-Cola. And you can go and try various coca-cola products from all over the world one of the most famous of which is beverly which is objectively horrible i think <laughs> it's i think it's an italian soda and this is in in epcot it's over is it meant to be mixed with alcohol like what yeah i don't what, know what what I can't imagine somebody is out there drinking Beverly like, mm, how refreshing this is. Well, like, it, it's funny. I, I think I saw an article recently of like the worst drink in the world is everybody's favorite. Like it's something it was like this whole thing about how everybody loves Beverly, even though it's not good. Because every like it's taken on a life of its own at Disney amongst Disney fans. I think with social media and stuff like, you know, it was like, oh, let's trick somebody into drinking Beverly and getting their reaction, and it just became this whole thing where now everybody's like, I gotta try this. Is it really that bad? Are these people being serious? Let me trick my friend. You know, like it became this whole thing, and I think it took on a life of its own. That now, yeah, everybody wants to try. Everybody knows Beverly. Like well, if you go there and they're out of Beverly, like you're upset. Well, I have to say though, I don't think Beverly is the worst. No, it's just the one. Yeah, there's other ones. It's the one with the most recognizable name because I think I think it was. I think it's. I can't remember what country. Well, I think the other ones changed though. Is that's what I'm saying? Like I think the other sodas change Mm. and to an extent. Like I don't think they're always 100 the same. Because there's like a melon one that I think is usually there, and I really like that one. And there's another one I think it's like a raspberry flavor that I also really like. But like there's always Beverly. But again, their names don't stick in my mind like Beverly does. It's it's this whole thing. But it's an Epcot as you're if you enter through Spaceship Earth, it's on your left. Listen, you don't have to know the 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 mapping it's of like if Epcot at Guardians. all. If you go there one time, you will remember where Beverly is, or at least that's my personal experience. I was going to say, that's the only place you know <laughs> in any of the parks is, is where to go find Beverly. But yeah, it's basically like you're going towards my friend Beverly um, Guardians of the Galaxy or like Mission Space. It's kind of over that way. I think I've only tried it like one time. Yeah, it's a couple of times. But again, that's it's in a place like that building. It's not very big. It's inconspicuous. Yeah, it's not a big space. So it's some place you can you can kind of walk to. The next one I know is another one, Angela, that you love. Oh, it's near and dear to my that heart. That we have known about for a long time, but only on our most recent trip got to experience. And that is seeing animal procedures, veterinary procedures at Rafiki's Planet Watch in Animal Kingdom. So I feel like somebody should start a daily you you why don't I do this? I shouldn't even say this out loud. Just a move daily move to Florida. YouTube channel about whatever procedures going are going on. on. Yeah, do like a little like TikTok or real for I mean it. like yeah. it is so fascinating. I, I mean, I think we sat there for two hours and watched this warthog get like essentially a root canal. Yeah, you definitely like, sat there. I kind of stood like we gonna go? We yeah, gonna go? yeah. I, you kept giving me that look. And of then like, at one point, I was like, "Okay, we've been here long enough. I do kind of want to see how this ends." Like, yeah. you, you, you kind of get roped in, yeah. But it was it, it's just really cool. The keeper, like, they brought a keeper out to talk about the warthog, and well, they always, you, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's well done in yeah. that, and even like again, so you love animals. I like, love you animals. wanted to go see this, so yeah, you were gonna be entertained just no matter what. But as somebody 
And I, I enjoy zoos. I enjoy animals. Like, but you're not, just not, not as into it view. as right. me. But it was well done in the fact that they always had somebody out there, and they rotated like every like fifteen or twenty minutes, like the keepers or or somebody from Animal Kingdom, and one person had the tooth they were working on. One person like was the keeper, and so you could you could ask questions and get different perspectives from different people, and so it kept it somewhat fresh and entertaining because there's not necessarily a lot of action it's kind of hard to see what they're doing to the animal in in some respects like when they were doing a ct scan that was cool because you could see the stuff on the screen like once they got into surgery it was kind of tough but it it did keep it interesting of like hey here's a new person to talk to like oh and then you you could also just ask them of like what are some cool procedures you've seen here and they're like oh you know last week there was a monkey in here and you know it's a bird like there's always something new and so like it it makes it it makes it entertaining enough that you kind of want to stay you know it, yeah. whereas again it's what disney does well whereas like they could have just not had anybody out there and you'd be like you'd watch for a couple of minutes and be like what's going on well, i don't know nobody knows okay i'm leaving but there was somebody there to tell you what's going on to keep you engaged and want to know like is what's going to happen well it is cool too because i mean because the show you know the magic of disney's animal kingdom exists when you go to see the window you almost feel like you were watching a live episode of that and oh, yeah, some they're of like the, celebrities like, i was like there's that there's yeah, that one i know that person i know right that person. like I think the it was doc- dr ryan i think yeah I, i'm trying he was to doing it yeah i'm trying to remember but it was definitely there were definitely a few doctors that i recognized yeah. from the show and then it was just really cool because even after the fact like i remember you know they they're focused on the animal but after one of the doctors stepped out and like was even like pointed me out and was like yeah you've been here this whole time and i'm like how did you even know oh you yeah were, they answer they answer questions yeah you yeah, were after, like focused yeah. on the animal but like you knew that i was I, I stayed and watched the whole time because i was the only adult sitting cross-legged on the floor you weren't with the, the only children adult. i will say though you weren't the only adult there were <laughs> other adults there the whole time but yeah it was mostly it's mostly kids and it's Again, not a lot of people stay the whole time. Right. But this is, again, if if you want to do this, it's in Rafiki's Planet Watch. It happens like very early in the morning, though. So if you're somebody that goes to Animal Kingdom. You would want to go like pretty much right away. Right. And if you rope drop, that's what I was going to say. Like if you go and you're somebody that like wants to rope drop Flight of Passage, you're going to miss this. Because it like you're going to be riding rides and it's going to be done. But the thing is. Did we end up riding anything first no i think we went straight there and it was i mean pretty immediate yeah i think i, I think it was, say it was I feel like, like nine you... or ten is when it had started mm-hmm. but you can ask there's a, a guest relations as soon as you go through the turnstiles to your left in animal kingdom which also has a cool pin board kind of secret mm-hmm. pin board back mm-hmm. there um if you're interested in pin trading but there's guest yeah. relations back there and you can ask them what the schedule is because they basically do it every day. I want to say there's one or two days a week that they do not schedule any procedures. But for the most part, there is a procedure going on and they'll tell you what's going on. Oh, it's just, you know, it's a checkup. It's a surgery. Like they'll give you some information. So you mm-hmm. can kind of decide like, oh, that's something cool I want to see or maybe they're not doing anything. So like you can kind of then gauge, do I need to run back and go see it? You know, they'll kind of let you know what time it's going to happen. So if you're interested, it's not like you have to kind of guess when this is going to happen. Another thing that we found, you know, over the years is people that go to Disney a good bit that we really enjoy is to look into the various tours that they offer. A couple ones that we've done, and I'm not going to give their like real names, but we've done the surf lessons before. (laughs) The real names. Yeah, because I'm sure they have, you know, their Disney names of like big wave surf. Yeah, at Tsunami Cave. It's I don't a ty- really know. Typhoon Lagoon yeah. surfing. 
Um, he has one. I'll, I'll let you continue with, with the names. <laughs> yeah, Cause no. I want to hear what names you come up with these. <laughs> um, there's don't get eaten by a hippopotamus or the wild Africa trek. There is, Oh my goodness. We're on the first floor of animal or on, of magic kingdom. The keys to the kingdom tour. <laughs> and, um, uh, there is also behind um, the scenes of your favorite boat ride, aka the behind the seeds tour at yeah, the land pavilion. That's right, I forgot we did that one. Yeah, yeah. and there's also um, on, on top of all of those ones that we've done, there are additional ones. So you can do you can actually scuba dive in the aquarium in Epcot. I also so think cool. there is snorkeling. Like if you're not certified to scuba dive, I think you can snorkel in are there you as for well. Scuba? Yeah, if you're, if you're not for scuba. And that's just Walt Disney World. We've done, you know, over in, in Disneyland. Yeah, what was the one? It was like the 100th It tour. was a special one for the 100th. They also have one that takes you into Walt's apartment. I think it's called walk, Walking in Walt's Footsteps or some, like, variation of that. I like that, though. If that's not I'm what pretty it's called. Sure, I'm pretty sure that's okay. what it is. I did not make that up. Trust me. <laughs> There's tours that, over at Disneyland as well. The Keys to the Kingdom one is awesome because, as you were saying, the first floor of Magic Kingdom, you get to walk through the Utilidors, like the secret tunnels, which is basically just like employee break rooms and stuff. Like, it's really <laughs> weird. You're like, you expect it to be something crazy. And it's just like, you know, hey, that's where Jim eats his sandwich at lunch. You know, like it's, <laughs> it's like a very, it's a very weird, weird experience. Jim the Pirate? Jim the Pirate. Yeah, that's where Jim the Pirate eats his, his, uh, his lunch there. Her, her, her lunch. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. From Oh, our, uh, our, our flag, flag means death. death. That's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I got you. But the tours are something that Disney really does not advertise. Like, if you're going to take a trip to Disney World, I feel like that's not something you advertise. You don't you're, think about that. Well, and it's it, like it's not something that's front and center. They're too busy talking about Genie Plus. They're talking about dining plans. They're talking about hotel packages, park hopping, you know, uh, minivans, bus transportation. Like... There's so much other stuff that you're not even thinking about tours and it's on the website, but like you really kind of have to look for it. Yeah, you almost. But they're awesome. Like they're so cool. I am really curious to know how many open slots um, there are on a lot of these because I have to imagine. They're always full when we go on them. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like they're always full, but I have to imagine that. There are a lot of people that say like, oh, there's a tour going on right there and they'll be and they have they explain like, oh, no, this is like a paid tour that we do. And then people that are there might want to try to book while they're in. Yeah, you sign up for it. Yeah, yeah. like while they're in park, because that's maybe how they learned that they even existed. So, yeah, it, they really are very kind of undercover. There's not even like you think they'd make like posters for things and say, hey, like check out our behind the scenes tour of this. Yeah, I think the only place I've ever seen any sort of advertisement is the behind the scenes tour because I think they mention it they in do. Living with the they Land. They mention it with Living with the Land. And I feel like how we kind of first got started on it because the, I you know, I do think on Kilimanjaro Safaris they, they mention it as yeah. well. That's where the, that the wild our, Africa was that our one first. Our, that was one of our first because we did that one in the surfing. The one. surfing. But what I was going to say is how we found out about the surfing and that Disney's missing out on this now, the Magical Express, because they mm. advertised. Because when you're going to and from the airport, they have a captive audience and they try to sell you yeah. on stuff. They were showing the tour and like, hey, you can learn to surf at Typhoon Lagoon. And we're like, that's awesome. We got to do that next time we're down here, and otherwise would have had no idea that that existed because again it's at the water park 
not a lot of people go to the water parks. Like it's not something that's going to jump out at you. Um, whereas, yeah, they mention them on some of the other attractions, but um, not to that level. Something very easy that you can miss, but well, well worth it, especially Keys to the Kingdom. That one now, that one takes five hours. Behind the Seeds is an hour. That one's like 20 bucks. That's your cheapest one. That one's quick. That one's awesome too. So like if you don't have a ton of time, but you want to go on a tour that takes you behind the scenes and you learn a little bit more, that's a good one to go on because it's an hour. I think you can pretty much walk up to that one and say, hey, when's the next tour leaving and get in on it? I would not not do any of the tours again that we've done. Like they are all oh, yeah, really well again. done. Um, so yeah, they are just such a blast and you get to the thing is like disney doesn't really hire bad people like they don't oh, hire yeah, like top like, of the everyone top to the yeah and, and yeah. when they're the tour guys yeah they know so much and you get such really great like intel about whatever it is that you're trying to do about surfing well, about when we did the hundredth tour our tour guide said i think it was three days of training and then you have to give a tour for the executives and other cast members to even be allowed to do the tour. So like it's it's very yeah, it's like, kinda, detailed like in intense. That. All right, um, moving on. The Ducktales game at World Showcase is a lot mm-hmm. of fun. And again, this is something you would never know about. There's also a Pirates Adventure at Magic Kingdom, and I feel like that uh, one's even more that. that one's even more hidden than Ducktales. Yeah, but Ducktales it's on the Play Disney app. Yes. And this is really funny that you mentioned this and we're doing this episode today because when I was on social media earlier today, I saw somebody with a video of Mexico, like on top of the building, one of the buildings in Mexico, Scrooge McDuck pops out with a laser cannon and they're like, this is it's super weird when you're at night and all of a sudden above above Mexico Scrooge Scrooge, Scrooge pops out with with a <laughs> laser cannon. Yeah. And like this person who posted this didn't know why that was happening. They just thought it was happening. And so yeah. like people in the comments were explaining, I think this is the DuckTales experience. Yeah, adventure, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. They have, uh, so it's on the Play Disney app uh, and then you go around World Showcase in different countries, but then they have hidden animatronics and stuff that kind of pop up. The Pirates Adventure over at Magic Kingdom, you get it. We actually ate right next to where you enter for this. This is right by Pirates of the Caribbean and like the Tortuga Tavern. There's like some like tables over there. We actually ate there last time we were at Magic Kingdom. We kind of just like sat down and had a snack. And we were right next to the building where you go and pick up the treasure map to start the Pirates Adventure. Yeah. And completely missed it. Yeah. There's a sign that says like. It's the crow's nest is where you go and you go inside and there's like a little basically like a kiosk. Yeah. And you have to get the talisman loaded onto your magic band. And that is how you activate, I guess, like. That's how you activate the animatronics. It is very much like the DuckTales experience where there are different yeah, you go, things you're you in like You go in like the, the gift shop for pirates and there's like hidden stuff within that gift shop that activates as part of this that you would never know is there. It's, right. And I don't think really awesome. I've ever seen anybody do any of these. Like yeah, we've never done this. Yeah. So it's really cool. Yeah. So we should. And there are different missions too. Like there are di- I think there's, I think like there's five. four or five. I think there's five. And then if you do you them get all. different maps. And then if you do them all and go back, they give you like a card that you like completed it. Is, mm. is what happens uh, on there but that that's those are two awesome ones i feel like those are two good ones too especially if you have kids to kind of like entertain them. like hey let's go explore and find stuff and then like some cool stuff happens you know like well i think it would be a good way they're to fun break. for adults too I, yeah, I love the yeah. DuckTales one. they're a good way to break up your day because if you know you're with a kid and they're kind of getting tired of riding or even waiting in line this is something that you can do that's different like 10 or 15 minutes and kids love like finding stuff yeah. so and they're, they're short like the or <laughs> 
or adults the, that are children. Like the Pirates <laughs> Adventure one, I think is about 15 minutes. Each of the DuckTales one, I think there's like six or seven countries. There may be 10 minutes each. So if you did them all, it's probably going to take you like I an hour. I feel like they took more than 10 minutes. 10 or 15, but it's maybe going to take you an hour and a half to do all of them. But you could also do one country and then come back. So that's good. Uh, another one, this is something we haven't done, but you can meet uh, and actually ride the horses at the tri-circle d ranch the stables are open from 10 to 5 every day this is over at the campsites at fort wilderness um if you want to check that out but that's pretty cool you can go horseback riding mm -hmm. um and meet the horses that like pull um the cinderella's carriage for like the weddings and stuff like that yeah. um that's pretty neat to be able to see that as well yeah really cool and then another interesting thing about the parks is if you are over in disneyland uh you can go and see the little man of disneyland so um actually last time we were at disneyland with our friends jennifer and Kiefer, they pointed this out to us and said oh we have to take you to go like go see this and, and I, I had no idea what they were talking I about i think <laughs> that we didn't actually end up going to see it so i don't think we still have seen it but it is um his name is patrick begora he's a leprechaun and his house is built in in adventureland into the side of a tree it's like at the base of the tree and it's right by indiana jones and it is based on a 1955 little golden book and so they like because like those are those books for kids that yeah, Disney it's just like a little had. hidden detail that they yeah built in and there. so they built him a little house and it's so cute like i saw a picture of it so next time like when we're there um you know when we were there this again, week last past, week yeah, we have to travel. remember to go check this yeah. out yeah and then speaking of indiana jones so we'll kind of jump into like a few things on attractions so at disneyland the indiana jones attraction I believe there's a rope you can pull. There's definitely one outside of the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular in Hollywood Studios, and it says, do not pull rope, but you can pull it. And if you pull it... And as an avid like rule follower, I never pulled, never it. pulled it. Yeah, but if you pull it, there's like a sound effect as if like basically somebody was using that rope and like you pulled it out from them and they kind of like falling down this well type thing. So like that's a, a fun little Easter egg. But also within the queue of the Indiana Jones attraction, this will be something we have to try. When you're in the room that's held up, like the ceiling's being held up by the bamboo, apparently if you push one of the bamboo that's holding up the room, the ceiling actually falls like a foot. Like there's this whole sequence where there's sound effects and the ceiling actually falls. Now, I've read mixed things on it's working, it's not working, like how or, reliable it is. And or, after the last refurbishment, it seemed to have come back. So maybe it's working more reliably, but it's kind of like hit or miss with it. Or maybe that was just a problem that they had and people just kept breaking it over and over again. That's why it's unreliable. It was a real, it was a real bamboo stick yeah, holding it, up the it's ceiling. Still, it stayed broken after somebody did it. Oh, you got to press on it right here. Yeah. No, so... so That's again, my theory. Yeah, so you can try it, but like I said, it, it's kind of... I've seen mixed reports on how reliable it is, but that's pretty cool. Like if you push that, the, the ceiling falls down. Right. Another kind of cool little thing, and, and we did get to experience this, is Chewy mode on Smuggler's Run. Yes. So if you're a fan of Smuggler's Run, you can actually, there's this like hidden mode, because it, it's basically a giant video game. So like video games, there's like hidden levels and stuff right. where you can activate where Chewy is the 
the pilot or like the person talking to you instead of Hondo and it's just him yelling at you and you can't understand a word yeah yeah so he's he's it makes um, it very difficult to know when to do stuff because like Hondo tells ooh. you fire the the cannon do this or that and right. it's just chewy yelling You're like I don't know what's going on but it's right. a lot of fun well it was really fun because when we did it you know we had a, a big group and we had there were four of us I think and there were two extra, wasn't it? I think, is that how we had one extra person? We had one empty yeah, seat. We yeah, we had one empty seat. And this guy was from Britain, never been on the ride before. And then he was like, we're like, we're going to try to get like chewy mode. And he's like, oh, that sounds cool. And then we had to kind of like explain to him what to do because yeah, Hondo wasn't there, but he was like, we were having such a blast that we probably made, uh, had him have, like he either got off and was like, whoa, those Americans were really crazy. Or he was like, that was so much well, he fun. He said he had a fun story because he was in the single rider line. Yeah, like his yeah. whole family was. And he was like, oh, I'm going to have a great story to tell my kids that like I did this really cool thing and that yeah. like you didn't get to do that a lot of people don't get to do. Yep. Now we had the cast member help us because we said, can you help us get <laughs> chewy was, mode? And she and was she, basically like hands off of everything. Yeah, she was like, don't touch anything. I'm taking over. But if you're interested in doing this, get you need like again the whole group to kind of do this everybody has to buy in because everybody has their part so what you do is you buckle up but do not activate anything the pilots have to push their like joysticks to the extreme one way or the other the gunners and engineers have to hit a white button and then activate so basically like if you're the left pilot you have to go like fully to the left or right i can't remember if they're left right up or down but like you go one direction and then activate the other pilot goes extreme one direction activates engineers gunners they have to hit one of the white buttons and then activate and you have to do all of this before the cast member finishes their safety check and kind of like locks you in to go so that's kind of the steps you I have to do. I feel like this is like performing a fatality in, in, Mortal in Mortal Kombat. And it's not like I thought it was like everybody had to do it at the same time. And it's definitely not that because when the cast member did it for us, she was just like, all right, everybody hands off, buckle in. And then she just came one at a time and did like joystick like, button, boom, boom. joystick yeah. button. But, you know, like she just went and did each of them at one time. So it, it's not like everybody has to activate at the exact same time or anything like that. It's just kind of don't push anything else just kind of push the right sequence but it's it's yeah it's a lot of fun once it once it gets rolling so mm-hmm. all right and then uh for the last one for attractions on toy story mania there are like secret levels you can get to won't talk about all of them but like you can look these up if you're interested but like for instance there's one called ham and eggs so this is in the first round when you're in the uh barn if you look at the top corner if you hit the horse chicken and mouse that's running around the barn, it will flip over, causing all the other points on the animals to go up. And then there's there's like different ones. There's um, like the Green Army Men have special points. So like there's there's all these hidden levels on Toy Story Mania. So again, it's kind of, it's a game, it's gamified. The more you play, the more you try stuff out, you're going to find these like secret levels for higher points. But if, if you're interested in like, raising up your score trying to find some of these secret levels definitely go google it because it'll explain exactly like what to look for you know like what you have to hit Um, but if you do these certain things and some of it involves like teamwork like both people in your car doing it i think that's how like when you ride it you see people get like nine hundred thousand points and you're like i got 30 how do these people do this (laughs) they have some sort of a cheat code it's because they kind of do yeah they did they did have a cheat code exactly for this so (laughs) all right and then kind of wrapping up with disney fandom so a couple things within the fandom, and again, this is something that 
as you go to the parks and as you grow in Disney fandom, you start to pick up on this and you understand this. And then you start to notice that like, oh yeah, the other people in the parks are doing this. Mm -hmm. But like, if you didn't know about it, you would never see it. So one thing is Disney bounding. Yes. So Disney bounding is essentially like you are wearing like your normal clothes, but you are wearing them in such a way that you are patterning them after a character. And so you can put like nice like nods to a character in it. So for example, if you wear a light blue shirt, a darker blue pair of pants with like a red belt, um, you would look like the genie from Aladdin. And so you know, you can go kind of like subtle with it or you can go like over the top with it. Um, some people incorporate jewelry and headwear into it to make it even more overt. Um, you can use lounge fly bags to sell it even more or to tip your hold hat. On, hold on. I'm going to stop you right there. Towards what you're doing. I feel like you slip that in there as a way to be like, this is why I have so many lounge fly bags. I, I've been really good lately. You have I, I got to a point where I was like, I have too many of these and I Can need to back Can one ever off. have too many lounge fly bags? Especially uh, if they help you Disney bound. I feel like there's never too many well, lounge fly bags. Well, now I'm at the point where I'm like, I think I probably need like some cross body bags. I have a lot of backpacks. Yeah. I need something for a little bit more diversity so that if I don't want to be wearing a backpack. More which, on the go. You need a little bit more on the go. Yeah, I get it. I get yeah. it. But yeah. So overall, I mean, Disney bound, it's a similar idea to cosplaying, but you're not fully cosplaying. So like if, if you're familiar with cosplaying or like Comic-Con and you see people are like dressed up in full costume. It's not that because as an adult, you can't dress in a full costume in a Disney park unless you're there for like a Halloween party. So to your point, it's wearing your everyday clothes. It's wearing normal clothing to look like the character that you, that you want to do. And some people, like you said, I mean, they will add things like maybe like ears, you know, mm. of kind of like a headpiece. Um, Cause you know, like sometimes they, like Disney makes ears that look like the character or something like that. Or, or like, you can find them on, um, you can find them on Etsy. Like, yeah. Or you, like you have like that Simba headband that we got in Tokyo. Yeah, so well, like, you could do a Simba bound with that to kind of have like the lion ears and stuff. Right. Right. So yeah, you just have to find something that is going to kind of remind somebody of the character. So it's, it's a lot of fun to try to do. Sometimes, you know, they're more successful than others. Like I did Tomatua one time and I feel like my outfit did not quite. Well, it's hard it didn't when you quite have similar hit. colors with other stuff. Right. Yeah. It didn't quite hit the way that I wanted it to. But like I tried to wear a bunch of like gold on like on and around me because of, you know, how much gold he has on his shiny, back. And, yeah. and then I also like had a, a headband that I got off of Etsy that was his eyes. So um, and then I wore a purple purse that, you know, went along with his color scheme. But again, I mean, it was pretty subtle. And then the only reason why people would probably knew know what I was doing is because I was with other people that were Disney bounding really well yeah, as and, villains. And the thing is, with, with this one, the interesting thing about Disney bounding and this why this is like a hidden thing. And I feel like this is really a hidden thing, because, again, there are hundreds if not thousands of people every day in a disney park every single day disney bounding and if you aren't looking for it you can walk you past them and you will never know no nope. but if you're looking and again if it's a, an obvious character it's a character you know and you can kind of see it you'll see it and then you'll start seeing like oh, is that a disney bound is that a disney bound mm -hmm. and if you do see people that are disney bounding and it is a character you know tell them hey nice bound be like yeah. hey I, I you know i love your scar I love your your aerial. You well, know, don't tell them they, you love their scar because that might come scar across. Scar bound. Like kind of weird, yeah. you know? Okay. Mufasa. You know, aerial. <laughs> well, no, what, you could say, oh, are you Disney bounding a scar? scar. I yeah, love exactly. that. Exactly. He's my favorite character. Because yeah. people love it. 
Yeah. People love it's like really cool. if you're bounding, you again, it's subtle enough that again, you can kind of blend into the day, but you kind of love when you get that recognition. Yeah. If you're, if you're a person who likes to get attention sometimes like I do, um, then it's, it's a good way. Like it's almost like wearing a happy birthday pin, you know, whenever they give you those, I'm celebrating, celebrating my anniversary or whatever. Or any of those. Yeah. yeah. But instead of that, it's like, I'm celebrating that this is my favorite character and cast members a lot of times will comment to you and say, Oh, you're the cast you- members are usually the ones that comment the most because again they kind of see you in line and they know what people are doing whereas again like guests don't see you but but take a look i've gotten comments from desks uh from guests about my lounge fly bags yeah but not uh, not usually about my bounds kind of related to disney bounding and maybe like a step like another step further yeah are dapper days yep and this is you don't have to be Disney bounding, but I have seen like crossovers where people do dapper Disney bounds and kind of combine both of these fandoms. But the idea for dapper days is you dress up in to your, the nines. your fanciest outfit that you possibly have. And a lot of times it seems to me like we accidentally went during dapper days one year, one so, time. So dapper days happens a couple times throughout the year. So there's a, a whole website somebody kind of started this i forget his name I, I apologize but if you go if you search dapper days you'll you'll find the site and he has more information about himself but he just wanted to kind of like dress up and go to a place where he could dress up and wouldn't stand out and he thought disney parks would be a great place to go and then he kind of well, started talking I mean, he about wanted it. to stand out but like not in a like he didn't want to look weird right right like but a place where he and his friends could could do that and so disney you know became the uh, you know a place to go to and do that and it kind of took on a life of its own so they have like official dapper day meetups like four or five times throughout the year but i do feel like some people just go and maybe they're not there for an official dapper day but like they're they'll wear like their outfits like that mm-hmm. uh, and then again like you can i have seen this where like maybe you do a snow white and prince charming bound but you do those as you know suits and like ball gowns, you know, like, yeah, you know, or, or, you know, very like fancy dresses. I don't know. If you might not be able to do like a full ball gown at Disney, but like seeing something like that, you know, like, like you can kind of combine those two thinking about this. It really got me thinking a really awesome, like dapper day outfit. And something I really want to do now is like a haunted mansion one with like, like tails, like a suit. Coat yeah, with tails. Like just, just like the color scheme of haunted mansion, maybe, like a pocket square with skulls in it, a top hat, like like as a, as a way to tip your hat, yeah. At uh, you know, like the the bride. Yeah, I mean you you could you could dress. You know, they have um with like the like stretching Constance room hatchaway. Well, you could do that, but they have a stretching room like the woman with the parasail. Like yeah. I mean, like there's there's so much you could do with like a haunted mansion, like dapper day crossover. Isn't it a parasol? Amazing. A parasail is Par- what you, okay. Yes. Yes. Or we could just say umbrella. Umbrella. Yeah. I was trying to be too fancy with it. <laughs> were, it backfired were, on yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. You know, you were talking about dapperness. You were trying to be fancy. I was. I was. But wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't haunted mansion, like a dapper outfit for that, be? Incredible? It would be very, yeah. very, very cool. Yeah. I I love that idea. I love the idea of dapper days. I would like to do that at some point. Although, I don't know what I would do about footwear. I mean, I guess. Like, you know, the young I kids also, nowadays, has, has, they've kind of put in Converse and wearing Converse or yeah. things like that with, with dresses. So I guess you could do that. I also feel like this is not something I could do in July. Oh, like absolutely Like, this would have to not. be winter. Like, I could not yep. dress up that much yeah. in the summer uh, at Disney World. 
Right. Well, another thing that we vaguely touched on, and I, I realized that kind of as we've been talking throughout the episode that some people might not actually realize this is going on is pin trading. You know, if you are in the Disney fandom, um, you might... Anybody can go into a, a pin shop and see the pins that they have, but you might not realize that there are boards around that you can find in various stores. You might not realize if you see a cast member um, who is wearing their pins like visibly uh, on like sometimes they wear them on like cross body bags or sometimes they have like a lanyard with them. You can trade with them. Right. So pin trading is a lot of fun. And sometimes, you know, th- there's not usually like the great pins that you buy from um like the pin stores but sometimes people buy like the starter packs and you get like a character that you really enjoy or you find an interesting pin or one that's very like international ones too yeah sometimes you can find international ones or limited edition pins so it's just a really fun activity to do again that's something that anybody could can do and i just kind of wanted to you know mention it because it's something that some people might not know exists yeah and i want to close out here with hidden mickeys i think probably a lot of people are familiar with this but if you're not throughout the disney parks attractions even in the movies and stuff like imagineers animators they hide like the little mickey mouse logo the the face and the ears and stuff yeah and stuff and so it's fun to try to find those throughout the parks. There's actually whole books on where all the hidden Mickeys are. If you want to like actually like see them and try to find them. I think there's thousands of them in the parks. The coolest one though happens at, this is Walt Disney world in the queue for the journey of the little mermaid. And it only happens once a year at noon. So it happens on November 18th on Mickey's birthday at noon. The Imagineers, when they were making that queue built it, so that it only happens when the sun is at the certain point in the sky on the 18th at noon. It shines in and on the rock work, it creates a hidden Mickey from the sun. And it's the only time you can see yeah. it. And people go and like line up in the queue to see this. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. So yeah, the, the rock work is, is done in such a way that the light coming through the rocks creates, creates a hidden Mickey. Yeah. But so only that Can point you imagine time. though, if you go to Disney to see this and you're so excited about it and it's a cloudy day, how mad would you be? Yeah. I feel like Florida's not that cloudy though. It's like not, there's always a but, lot of sun. But they do have storms. So, you know, you could have not like November passing- though. November is usually pretty good. I don't know. Except for like. that one time we went in November and we, it was like cold and kind of rainy. Yeah, it was cold. Right. Yeah. But for the most part, I think yeah. you're, you're usually pretty good on November, but yeah, like it's just, Again, the level of detail of doing that just absolutely incredible. That mm-hmm. it only happens at that time of year is mm-hmm. just is just amazing. So, um, all right. So that wraps up the show for this week. Again, just some of like our favorite hidden things, kind of the iceberg of Disney to get into. Some things that kind of like help you maybe next time you go. Hey, I want to try Disney just bounding. Take your, take your trip to the next level. Yeah, I want to try a tour, something like that. Of just kind of get deeper and deeper into the fandom. And also these things are always meant to be fun. So if they're stressing yeah. you out, don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about if it. If you don't do any of this stuff, you'll still have a great time. Yeah. You're going to have a if good time. If you do one of these, these things, are just ways that, time. yeah. If you wanted to do a little extra or even maybe you go frequently and you're like, Oh, you know what? I know about those three things, but actually you mentioned something else that I'd never really thought of or noticed. So I'm going to look for that and maybe I'll even do it. So again, like they're, they're low pressure things just to try to make your, trip more enjoyable 100 percent. so i want to thank everybody again for listening this week please leave us a rating or a review subscribe wherever you get your podcast it really helps and we really appreciate it thanks for letting us your ears have a great week everybody and we'll see you here next monday bye-bye